Welcome to TRC Talks, a podcast by The Reynolds Company, an authorized distributor for Rockwell Automation. This show features conversations with the automation specialists from The Reynolds Company, explaining the evolving landscape of products, services, and solutions for industrial controls and automation. Welcome back to TRC Talks. This is Brad Freeman, and I'll be your host this week. Our episode today is the first in our series on asset management. So far, we've done a lot of technical deep dives where we've brought in subject matter experts to talk about specific technologies. In this series, we are transitioning into a more operational mindset. Instead of exploring what technology is available to We are exploring how to efficiently deploy, manage, and support automation technology. When we talk about asset management, we are looking at a group of business practices that helps you to use and manage your technology most effectively. This series will have two major focuses, making a plan and executing on that plan. To make a plan, we need accurate intel on the current state of your facility. In our first two episodes, we will look at two specific facility assessments that Rockwell can perform, the installed base evaluation this week and the network assessment next week. After that point, the rest of this series will focus on tools and programs that we offer to help address business goals, reducing costs, increasing uptime, budget stability. Each of these tools address various aspects of your business. One final note before we move into our discussion on the installed base evaluation. Reach out to us. Using these tools we are discussing over the coming weeks to help customers address their business concerns is my job. It is what I'm here for. Check the show notes for contact info and let me and the rest of our team know how we can help. Thank you again for listening. Here is episode number one in our asset management series, the installed base evaluation. Welcome again to TRC Talks. My name is Brad Freeman, and I am here today with Andrew Holtgren, uh, who is my counterpart in Houston. So again, I am the services specialist with the automation specialist team. It's my job for the North Texas territory of Reynolds to assist on any of the customer support activities that we have. So we have tech support contracts, we have training, we have field service engineers who will head in. And then we also have installed base evaluations, which is one of the things we'll be talking about today. Andrew covers out of the Houston area. We have very similar responsibilities, but I will give him a moment to introduce himself and give his history. How are you guys doing? I'm Andrew Holtgren. I am the service specialist for APR 101, which would be Houston, Pasadena, and Beaumont. Like Brad was saying, basically we handle everything contracts related. I've been with the Reynolds company for about eight years, and I've been doing this for uh, about three. So like I said, we'll be talking about the installed base evaluation today. And I think we're just going to start right off the top with what is an IBE. An installed base evaluation is a detailed survey of the automation equipment in your facility. We capture part number, condition, location, frequency of use, And then all of that data is compiled into a series of reports 
designed to highlight specific actions that you can take. We're looking at minimizing risk, increasing the health of the facilities, automation infrastructure, uh, lowering costs in the storeroom. There's a lot of different goals there. Andrew, do you have anything else you want to add to that starting question of what is an IBE? I mean, I think you did a great job. And a solid-based evaluation is like a starting point. The goal of an IBE is to give the plant manager someone ammunition to go get funds for migrations, to update their, their spares. Yeah, and I think talking about the goal of it is a good way to actually answer what is it. Because yeah. what it is is just data collection. It's us compiling as much information as we can. But to get a better sense of that, it's, okay, well, what's the point of that information? What are we trying to address? One of the questions that I see asked a lot right at the beginning is, do you have an accurate bill of materials for your entire plant? I get a lot of funny looks when I ask that, and I know it's a loaded question. It's one of those that, eh, I know the answer is no. But what if you did? What yeah. if you had the ability to walk up to a panel and you know that, okay, this line is down, there's something wrong in this panel, but you have a full parts list for that panel. So if you can figure out, well, it's the PLC, you have the part number to every single card there. Andrew, how else have you seen that used as far as how we can act on that information? First of all, the migration is the first thing that I see is that people use that for the justification to their boss to say, hey, you know, we need to upgrade this. Look, we don't have the spares on site. Um, this is a serious critical issue that we need to get taken care of. That's the first goal or, or the first end game I see for the IBEs. The second one I think we've talked about already is the storeroom is to make sure that you've got you've got enough spares. I mean, whether one of the things that IBE does is going to get pinpoint where all your obsolete parts are, right? It's going to cross-reference that with the spares you have in your storeroom to make sure that you've got the correct number of spares in case you go down on a Friday night or on the weekend so you don't have to call Rockwell or, or anybody else to get you back up and running. You can go to your storeroom and feel confident knowing that you're going to have the spare you need in that storeroom to get you back up and running until you guys can figure out what's going to happen on Monday or whatever it is. Those are the big benefits that I see to the IV. And IV is also one of those things, kind of like the Tech Connect, where that's the very first, that's where we start, or at least that's where I start when I talk about to our customers about services. Those are the ones that I feel like every customer we have should have a Tech Connect contract and should have an IVE done just so they know what they have in their facility, to know their risks, uh, you know, to, to have the, the information and the data to go to the management to, to, get, fun, to get money put in the budget for for next year, that, that kind of stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. those, those services to me are, are like the bread and butter of the world. We need to where we start with a customer that says, hey, I'm new to Rockwell. How can we, you know, how can you support me? Those are normally the two that I start with. And, and the IBE is the one that really generates the most- Actionable uh, data. Act, yeah, that's a good way to put it, mm -hmm. actionable data. To, to get things done, to know where you got to go, uh, to get a game plan for the future for your facility. IBE is the number one tool that we can offer. Obsolescence is something that we're all inherently dealing with because this technology is just developing so fast. We have equipment that's installed at customer facilities that was installed 10, 15, 20 years ago, which were absolute game changers when they were installed. I'm looking at the PLC-5, which still runs very well. But if it does break down, there is a failure, that's not being produced anymore. And so having that bill of materials to look at your plant and know 
which lines and which machines in the facility are at risk because they have obsolete parts and you don't have spares, that's where you can start addressing the biggest areas of risk to avoid that downtime. Because if then that is what you update and migrate in next year's capital budget, and you know that something with a line that runs on old expired drives, but you have 15 of those drives in your storeroom for spares, you can wait until, you know, 2023's capital budget, you know, give it a few years, you know, you have the breathing room there. And I I think that's one of the best results of the IBE is that we give you that data so that you can make those decisions intelligently and based upon the actual status of your facility. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Brad. All of our customers are, are trying to mitigate risk. And so that's one of these things that IV does is it really helps you kind of get a grasp um, where your major risks are and, and how to really attack those risks and make them so they're, they're problems, but they're problems that you guys, that their customers have answers for ready to go. So we've talked about the play floor and looking at how do we prioritize the right upgrades. But this series on asset management that this is part one of is really about how do we put in place good business practices to support your automation infrastructure. And so, of course, the next thing we look at is the storeroom. We mentioned that a little bit early on, but I I really want to hone in on this. There are a few specific reports that are going to be generated out of this survey. One of them is inactive inventory. It's a list of everything that is sitting in the storeroom that's not installed in the facility. And that is a very, very easy list to go run through it once, make sure there's nothing that maybe supports an upgrade that's happening in the near future. But most of that can be moved right out of the facility. It can be transferred to um, maybe a sister facility that does have that. It can be eBay, it can be scrapped, but you can get it off the books and stop paying taxes on it because it is an asset. Another part of the IB is when they're going to the, the storm and collecting the data, they're they're also collecting the condition of each of those parts that are in the storm, right? So I don't, at a lot of these facilities, what will happen is, is they'll be, to your point about, about downsizing the inactive inventory, uh, one of our customers will do an upgrade or something will get switched out and someone will just throw the part back into the storeroom with no tags, no box, anything like that. Rock, we'll, we're, we're going to go ahead and we'll, we'll still catalog that item in there. We're also going to let, I'll make you guys aware of the conditions of that, uh, of that item, whether it's in a box, um, used, unused. That discussion of the condition is a great, a great way to lead into um, – there are several side issues which can be addressed through this. Um, one of them is the condition of the storeroom. Um, If there's a lot of open boxes, a lot of dusty and dirty parts, there's more risk there that those parts aren't going to be working when they're needed. One other thing that's collected is information on the condition of the panels. So if there's wiring issues, if there's ventilation issues, if wires are clearly labeled to make troubleshooting down the road easier, if it's more haphazard. A lot of that's going to be documented. Again, it's not the main thrust of the survey, but it is a side note that we can look at after the fact and know, okay, there's some housekeeping to do here so that we can not run into more issues down the road. So after we walk through the storeroom and see what isn't needed anymore, the next main report 
that's very easy to act on is the list of, okay, what is needed? What don't we have on site that is needed to support the installed base? There's a few different ways that we can then address that. We're going to have an episode coming out later in this series on a parts management agreement where we can help bring a larger amount of material on site without a heavy upfront cost. Of course, we can also look at putting together the bill of materials and quoting a purchase to fill out the storeroom with what is needed. But having that information is the first step to knowing where to step next after that. Part of the report of the IBE, the data is that if there's a part that's obsolete and there is a, a good drop in replacement, Rockwell's going to give that information to you on the report. So you'll know right off the bat, what's the part you're going to go to from the, from the obsolete part you currently have. So I think the last thing we want to talk about is a little bit more of the format of the reports. A lot of this information is going to be coming in Excel format, which obviously allows you to sift through the data, to filter it based on specific locations, uh, specific life cycle information, identify some of the more obvious issues. Many of the primary reports are also issued in PDF form. Uh, this lets you print out the bill of materials for a specific panel. I've seen customers who then laminate it and put it on the inside of the door to that panel so that as you're there troubleshooting, you got the bill of materials literally right next to you. The other piece that Rockwell is rolling out is a subscription service called My Equipment, which is where this information is taken from these reports and migrated online. It becomes part of your My Rockwell account, the portal through their website, where you can look at the My Equipment bill of materials. You can be looking at the list of your facility, and it's leading you right into related tech notes, related troubleshooting updates, and that sort of thing. It's, I would say it's also it's kind of like a live document where as, as, you got, as the customer migrates and installs new equipment, they can send it to us their new bill material, we can send that over to Rockwell and get that updated so that the the data that you see online will kind of always be evolving. But it'll also, as Rockwell also updates their obsolescence, they'll also update your report live too, as opposed to having to run a whole new Ivy report. You can just go on to your, your My Equipment portal and it'll just show you which items have been have, have migrated from over to active mature to mature or from mature to obsolete or whatever it is. Um, that, that'll be a kind of a live, constantly evolving information uh, data, basically. It exists as more of a living document as that at that point where you're seeing the current life cycle status of your facility. You're able to keep the bill of materials up to date and manage it more effectively. So thanks again for listening uh, to this first episode in our asset management series. Tune in next week for the network assessment. We're looking at the other half of how you get a good picture of what's going on in the facility. And I'll be talking to our network specialist, Brandon Singh, who was present for much of our industrial networking series. Andrew, thanks for coming and have a great afternoon. Thank you guys. Thanks again for listening to this episode of TRC Talks. My name is Brad Freeman and I have been the host for this episode. Thanks to Andrew Hultgren for coming on and interviewing with us and a big thanks to Wayne Welk for helping to host and produce this podcast. 
Check the show notes for links on the discussion we had today, as well as contact info so that we can help you address business needs. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.